Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ultimate Insider, Bear Insider's podcast. I am Mike Pulaski, former Cal quarterback, 11-year pro, and Hall of Famer at the University of California. This week, we are talking about a huge win versus Oregon State, a team that was on a track, was winning, was very successful, had a bunch of momentum built up, and the Bears put together what I think is their best overall performance, team performance, in the last several years. We know the defense has been really good for a long time, and the offense has been a work in progress. But this was both sides of the ball, defense, offense, and even special teams with a big uh, pump block by Nick Alfton as well. So in terms of an overall game, a full team game, this is probably the best game I've seen by the Bears in years. And so it was a great win, especially with the start of the season. So I'm going to talk now kind of about being an athlete, being in that locker room, kind of what goes on. And, and you guys have heard me talk about it if you've listened to our podcast. And if you haven't, they're here on Bear Insider. You can go check them out. But as an athlete, there's a progression in terms of when you first get into a system, first thing you're trying to do is get the verbiage. Think about if you've ever learned a foreign language, how long it takes you to a, find the right words to start so that you can just be competent in that language. And then to get fluent in that language. So I'm not just communicating now, but I'm communicating my actual thoughts rather than searching and hunting and pecking for words. And then to become fully immersed in the language where you can speak natively in that language. And it takes a long time. Football is the same way, especially for young players or players coming in transferring from other systems. You may know what the words mean, just like you would know English if you were learning Italian, and you may know what the words translate into, but there's a process that it takes to get from, you know, good morning to buongiorno. It, it's just, there's time that it takes for you to process that where it becomes completely natural in that language. And so I think this year with a young defense, with new guys across the board, you have a couple of key losses on defense. Coin Dang, uh, a huge loss. Brett Johnson, a huge loss for this defense. And you have young guys trying to learn the system. And so I think defensively, these guys were trying to get fluent in the language, trying to get fluent in understanding kind of the feeling, the emotion, the whole piece of it as a team. And what you're seeing is as the seasons come along, as you're seeing guys become more natural in the football language of Cal football right now, what the verbiage means. And not that it's hugely complicated, but there's a lot of checks that go on. There's a lot of assignment issues that go on. And you have to be able to, A, not only know your assignment, but then know when you can cheat your assignment. Cal's secondary for so long was so good that they knew where they could cheat, where they couldn't cheat on their assignments. They knew when they could gamble, when they couldn't gamble. And oftentimes it's those gambles that are the huge plays. Elijah Hicks coming from the post safety to go make a pick on the sideline. Corners driving on routes in man-to-man coverage and not being worried about double moves. Those kind of things are the things that make teams good. And then when you can make them regularly, it makes teams great. And as a quarterback, it makes it really hard to throw against teams like that. I think as an offensive line, as an offense, Bill Musgrave, remember, came in just before the COVID season last year. And so didn't have time to install his offense the way that you would like. And then they played a abbreviated season, you know, COVID scrimmage season, where they couldn't really install everything, do everything they wanted to do. And you can say limit the offense, you know, learn it and execute the small things. 
that's fine. But you have to have your full package enabled to exploit what defenses are doing at the college level. You, you can't, even if you limit your package, you have to have plays. You have to have concepts in there that are packaged together so that you can attack teams. And if you don't have enough time to put the verbiage in, if you don't have enough time to rep it and reps, 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 Bill Musgrave calls them turns, taking turns at it. You have to, boy, it's really hard to execute at a high, high level. And so it seems to me as I watch this Oregon State game, and we're going to have to see if it continues, right? Does this continue going forward? I think defensively, Colorado into Oregon State, and, and going into Oregon State, the defense had only allowed 79 points in four Pac-12 games. So pretty good defensive showing, but I think this game was really, it was the first high-level execution game as a team against a high-level opponent. And they made the plays that they needed to make when the time came. Plus, you had some names that are new to the team. We've been talking about Marquez Bimage for the last couple weeks, but he made some huge plays on defense. You lose Cam Good, another huge loss for this defense. And Marquez Bimage steps up. The outside linebackers step up. Nate Rachina steps up. The linebackers. The DBs. You lose Colin Gamble early in the game versus Oregon State. And Isaiah Young steps up. And so you had some dudes fill in some roles, step up, and make plays. And that's what you have to do if you're going to win. It looks like they are becoming more fluent in the concepts, in the verbiage, in the execution, to the point where they can feel comfortable playing in that Cal language. And that's, that's kind of the best analogy that I can make is that if you've ever learned a new language, tried to learn a new language, and I think we all had to in high school, there's a point at which words and, th- and phrases and kind of the feeling behind it become natural. And I think that's where this Cal football team is at. It's taken a while to get there, and it does with young teams. But you keep coaching them hard, one play at a time, one, one rep at a time in practice, and eventually they get it. So that's my preamble. I got a chance to talk to Coach earlier, and we talked about all this, and it was a great interview. Uh, we, we got pretty in-depth, but here it is, my interview with Coach right now. Well, joining me once again, Head Coach Justin Wilcox, and winning always makes these podcasts easier. So this week, once again, I'll start with the open question. Tell me why you guys were so successful. Yeah, a great effort by all involved. The uh, coaches did a fantastic job prepping the players, and the players ultimately go out and get it done. And uh, we got a lot of respect for Oregon State. That's a good football team and a hard-fought victory. Uh, really proud of the guys for the way they competed. Uh, you know, like we had in previous weeks, we just played a little bit better in, in certain areas. And offensively, uh, really strong effort. Uh, we, we ran the ball, we th- threw the ball, we converted third downs. I thought red zone touchdowns were a huge part of it. And uh, also really no penalties. You know, we were never behind a couple the week prior, we had gotten some uh, bad down and distances, but really good job by a number of guys on offense, <clears throat> special teams, the block punt was huge. Uh, you know, if you had to pick one play that seemed like it could have turned it, uh, the momentum shift was significant there in that series. Uh, great job by Nick Alfton. Great job by uh, Charlie Regal dialing that up. And and then uh, defensively, it starts with the takeaways. You know, the first play of the game, just an incredible effort by Marquez Bimage uh, to take the ball away from the back, uh, even to get himself in that position. I mean, playing off a block, uh, getting rid of the guy, grabbing the back and taking the ball, just a fantastic effort. Uh, The run defense as a whole was really pretty solid against a very good running offense. Uh, And then the, uh, the interceptions, you know, uh, Nate Ruchina comes up with another 
interception. A uh, great effort by Isaiah Young, who came in with uh, really hadn't played much at all, came in for Colin Gamble and played a very good football game. And then I, uh, Elijah having another, I think three weeks in a row, Elijah's taking the ball away uh, and made a great break out of the post on a go ball and uh, got an interception to help us seal the game. And it's always key. Like it has to be every facet. Unless you, unless you just physically dominate a team, it has to be every facet. This game mirrored very much the, the Utah-Oregon State game the week before, and then it was kind of a battle back and forth. Obviously, you guys had the lead the whole time, but it was a battle. They were starting to run the ball, mm-hmm. and the pump block, like you said, pump block, and then you come right away with sudden change and hit the big pass over the top. Talk about how that swings momentum in a game uh, from the huge. defensive side from Oregon State. Yeah, huge. I mean, I, right, right at the end of the third quarter, and uh, – you know, we had uh, got, you know, they had thrown the ball and had a little bit of success running it, you know, in the second half. And um, then uh, to get the stop, you know, to force the punt and then Nick to come up with the block uh, was huge. And again, that's credit to Nick for his individual effort, but also Charlie Regal helping him, putting him in, in that position. Uh, and then I, he was very next play. Uh, great call and design by by Bill and the offense and then Trayvon and the O-line protecting and then Trayvon running a great route and Chase putting it right on the money. Yeah. So all that stuff has to come together. It's, it's funny because you look back over the season and, you know, first Pac-12 game, University of Washington, you guys are right in it till the end, but you don't make those five to eight plays that we talk about, right? University of Oregon, you guys are right in it at the end. You don't make those plays. Colorado, obviously not the same opponent as those two or as Oregon State, but then you put together a full game. And I've got to say, having called every game for the last however many years, this is probably the best total team game that I've seen in three years. I mean, putting everything together back to maybe Mississippi State where everything was together or excuse me, Ole Miss where everything was together. Like this was a really good total team game. Yeah, I thought uh, the team played very hard. Um, We made plays on defense taking the ball away and against uh, the run game, you know, we could have defended the pass better. We could have pressured the quarterback better, we think. Uh, so there's definitely room for improvement there. Uh, offensively, uh, really good football game in terms of running and throwing. We had a couple missed opportunities on deep balls. Um, but uh, for the most part, I mean, you look at the identification, who we were blocking, getting on the right people, running hard, throwing and catching, uh, to the right guys. Chase was efficient in, you know, decisions on where to go with the ball and the timing on the throws. And then he made a couple of plays with his feet as well. So, uh, you know, offensively, I would, you know, pretty safe to say that's our best effort this year and, and maybe in the last three, five years. And so we yeah. got to build on that and there's still room for improvement. Uh, we're not arrived. And so we got to take pride that we're still improving late in the season. Yeah, it's, that's a huge point. That, that, that was a, that was, there's always room for improvement, right? You look at game film, you're like, oh, I could have done this better, could have done that better. And so that's that. Before we get into the guys who really stood out, you've mentioned a couple of them here, you know, Marcus Bimage and Isaiah Young, especially. But the guys who don't get a lot of love for plays, Bimage can't make that play if Josh Drayden isn't forced there, right? If he doesn't slow that back down to give Bimage the leverage to rip that ball out, can't make that play. Talk about some of those guys that maybe you don't see. Like Isaiah yeah. Young, Young's tip on the pick, right? Those things contribute yeah. in a big way. I think Josh Drayden has been kind of quietly in position most of the year. Yeah, Josh Drayden's a good football player. He's played a lot for us, and there's a great example. You know, it doesn't show up in the stats sheet, and people even watching the game, yeah, you notice the play by Marquez, which is an incredible effort. 
But without Josh getting off the block and turning the back, slowing the back down, Marquez can't get there to make that play, you know, and it's, you know, Nate Richina makes an unbelievable diving interception. Great uh, kind of Johnny on the spot, but uh, we were in a kind of a man matchup man concept there. And Isaiah Young, that's a hard play to make. He drives on a receiver on an in-breaking route when he doesn't have leverage on him to tip the ball and now gives Nate the chance to intercept it. And offensively, you could look at the tight end play, uh, the O-line for sure. I mean, you know, with Cindric uh, and that crew uh, doing what they did to protect the quarterback and also uh, move people in the run game. There's just an, I mean, that's how you play winning football though. I mean, that's what it takes to win is it takes those guys uh, contributing to the ones that are making the big play. And we, as you mentioned before, we, we had some games where we didn't quite make enough of those and we made three to five this game that really changed the course of how the game ended. And it's those little plays that can be the difference maker in the game on the outside, right? The, the tertiary plays that you don't necessarily see, but they, they make a huge one. Let's talk about the guys now. Marquez Bimage, you guys lose Cam Good, arguably the most important player on the defense because of the way he's been playing, right? He affects everything when he's out there. Coming into this game, if you'd have told me they're going to lose Cam Good and then they're going to go out and play so well defensively against Oregon State, I would have laughed. But Marquez Bimage stepped up in a big way, and your outside linebacker crew stepped up in a big way. Yeah, Marquez, uh, you know, he's new to our team this this summer, and he keeps getting better and better and better. Uh, we're fortunate that he's here. We're glad he's here. He's a great teammate. I mean, a guy works extremely hard. He has really uh, fit in well with our team and our team culture. It's uh, been a pleasure having him. And and then on field, you see week by week, the guy just gets better and better and better. He's hard to block. I mean, he's a powerful guy. Um, and the example, I mean, the first play of the game, he takes a big, strong tight end, you know, uh, throws him into the C-gap, gets off the block, takes the ball from the running back. I mean, that is a dynamic, explosive uh, play. You know, you don't – there's not a lot of drills for that. I mean, you practice – you know, you work on block protection and all that stuff, but, you know, Marquez has the ability to do more, and that's what he did, and he made that type of play, and so we're really glad that uh, he's with us. Yeah, it's a combination of block protection, pursuit drill, and then strip the ball. Like yeah. these three different drills put together yeah. all in one one effort. Yeah. And so he showed up, played well in this game. Isaiah Young, another guy who we haven't said his name, Colin Gamble goes down and Isaiah Young has to step up. And he doesn't just make the one tip for the pick, but he makes a big play in the end zone. He made yeah. four different big plays in this game. He did. Uh, and a, that ton of credit to I, Isaiah. Uh, Colin Gamble, who's played better and better in the last couple of weeks, Colin kind of quietly has played pretty dang good football. And what we expected him to do as a young guy that's continuing to get better, unfortunately went down. He had a big third down stop. He goes down. So I did, Isaiah comes in, uh, really hadn't played much. And uh, it's, it's a credit to Isaiah and his preparation to come in and make four really big plays in the game. I mean, he had a zero coverage pass breakup, which is hard to do down in the in the uh, end zone. Uh, he had a third down stop on our sideline. Um, he had an, another uh, big pass breakup on a seam route when he's playing cover three where he tips the ball and Daniel almost intercepts it. And then he had the play where he caused the interception. So I know he gave up the one fade on a pretty good throw and catch that he can play a little bit better. But uh, for a guy to come in who hasn't played much and win in some win in three man-to-man -man situations, win in a three-deep zone situation, and then cause an interception. I mean, he 
that was impressive debut for him. And we're really proud of him. And now we got to build on that. No doubt about it. And you can't, I mean, at corner, you're exposed often. And so you can't win every play. That fade ball was, was about the clinic film of fade balls. If you could throw them right, receiver saves you space, you put it outside shoulder. It was about as good as you could throw it. Yeah, it was. And uh, he could play it a little bit better uh, early in the down. Uh, they made a good throw and catch. I would, we would probably categorize that as an earned play by the uh, offense. But the other ones, I mean, he's in man-to-man with not much help, and he's making the play. And that's really, you know, that's what corners do. You know, if, if you're going to be a uh, productive, you know, high-caliber player at corner, you know, it's not just line up and play cover two and reroute people. It's like you got to learn how to win in man-to-man and have the ability and the demeanor mentally to be able to do that. And he showed that right out of the gate. Yeah, especially with defenses these days, right? The, the time, cover two zone is over, right? You have to play run support everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so offenses will take advantage of it. If you don't, you got to be able to play man coverage on the outside. Let's flip it and let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. Now, you mentioned it a little bit, very efficient on offense, perfect in the red zone with touchdowns, great on third down conversion. Th- those two things alone, just those two stats alone, plus the three takeaways, like that's the recipe for winning football games. Talk about the offense's efficiency. What got you there? How, how has this offense started to gel now? Well, I think you look at just the, uh, I think efficiency is a great word. And you look at, uh, we're moving forward, you know, staying on schedule. Uh, the third down conversion rate was extremely high, probably because a lot of those were really manageable, you know, third and short, and we had a couple third and longs. I can remember a couple in particular where then it's the throw and the catch. I mean, you know, Chase had one with uh, Trey, Trey Clark. Uh, here, here's an example of a maybe a, a play that doesn't show up in the stat sheet. Right before we hit the, the dig to Trey Clark on, I think it was a third and eight or ten, really good ball, really good catch to keep the drive going. The play before they had pressured us and Chase got out of trouble and ditched the ball in the flat didn't take a sack and threw it at the running back's feet. So it's third and 10 as opposed to third and 14. And so little plays like that, great job ditching the ball. It's an incomplete pass, but the next play is a third down conversion. We keep the drive alive, go down and get points. And so those type of plays are what make the difference. But converting on third downs, red zone touchdowns, and no penalties. You know, I think I mentioned that before, but not going backwards. We were going forwards, played clean with our hands, didn't get holding penalties or – anything like that. And uh, really, really a good day by a lot of position groups. Receivers spread it out. Uh, Chase played very well. Running backs, two guys that played extremely well there. And then the O-line obviously contributing, them and the tight ends contributing to all of it. Yeah, the O-line, that's where it always starts on offense. You know, as a quarterback, that's where it always starts on offense for me. Those guys played extremely well. And by the way, we had Val Daltoso on the broadcast after we had you at the end of the game there, and he got his first network cuss live on air. So, you know, there's a bonus first for Val as well. So, uh, yeah, less right. Exactly. So there's, you and I have talked about confidence all year long and we've talked about these guys feeling comfortable and where they're at. And I kind of phrased it maybe inarticulately to you after the game. Are we at the point now where that confidence, that comfort level gets the focus in the game and allows players to feel loose? I think I said effort. I didn't mean effort. This team has played hard all year long. But there comes a point when you can gamble a little bit, when you can play freely. And so your team was so young, especially on defense, coming into the year, and you'd lost Brett Johnson, you lose Coindang early. A lot of those guys who had that confidence kind of banked. Now you have guys who have had the reps, who have made some plays. Do you see that confidence that allows them to play free now? 
Yeah, I think uh, more and more. Uh, each week it seems to get better. But even for the veteran guys, you know, uh, not that they are ever apprehensive, but a little more of an attacking mentality. Um, you know, when the ball's in the air, it's it's our ball to go get it. You know, it's every time we line up on offense, like we're going to score on this play. And so I think you see that mentality continue to develop. And you mentioned the young guys, uh, like defense. I think there was a couple of times we paused the tape and there's five guys out there that are freshmen and yeah. Femi Aladejo and, uh, you know, Ricky Correa is in there and Ethan and uh, uh, Lou Hearns made a couple of really good plays, uh, Nate Richina. So those guys are gaining some confidence the more they play, more comfort, um, which is, as you know, as important as anything. It's that experience, not only the experience, but the, the confidence and the uh, mentality that having success brings. The attacking style, the way you put it, is, is what I love. As a quarterback, I used to love to play against defenses who were new and young and new schemes where technique was the only thing they were thinking about rather than, rather than reading and playing instinctively. And I think once you get to that instinctive point of playing, getting them through over that anxiety of, oh, I've got to play perfect technique to, oh, I've got to play football. It's why Washington's defenses were so good for so long. It's why your secondary, when we had the foursome back there that was so good, was so good for so long because they gambled. And so to see this team come to this point, it's really, it's really a nice thing to see. We talked about Garbers. Um, one of the things that I laughed about on the air was him taking that big hit down on the goal line, right? I just, I'm, just yeah. get the ball out there. Get, let your receivers make some catches you know you don't have to do everything yeah are you you talking about the one on the touchdown yeah on the touchdown yeah Yeah. you know what uh it's funny because I asked him after because he took a huge shot and he usually does a a good job of getting down or diving and that in that instance you kind of thought he would dive I he had lost he couldn't the guy was blocked in his vision so he didn't see him he had he was looking at another defender kind of bracing for the shot he was going to take from a different guy and so that's probably what caught him off guard a little bit. But, uh, you know, Chase is a tough dude, and he's uh, he's also a big guy. He's about 230 yeah. pounds, and he made some, again, big play with his feet right there and also threw some really good balls. And also some ones, like I said, you, you don't really see, but ditching it when he had to ditch it. And uh, yeah. that was uh, – it's good to see. I think, I think Chase, you know, uh, is continuing to play better football, and that's what we – look for uh, from him and his teammates, regardless if you've played for four years or you've only played for, you know, four plays. That's what we're looking for is improvement. Yeah, without a doubt. No, the offense as a whole improving. Um, Jeremiah Hunter, once again, like he showed up in the game, the, the go route, which I'm sure he got kicked about in, in meetings, of course, because wide open. But the, yeah. the thing that, I mean, the thing that I'll talk about on that is, I don't know that I've seen a, a receiver separate like that on a route. Like he was even... And all of a sudden, he was six yards beyond the defender yeah. for that ball. That, that was amazing in terms of acceleration. Yeah, I think that's probably the thing that makes him different, you know, Mike. And I think uh, you noticed it. And uh, a lot of guys can kind of get even or maybe a step on the DB. But you, if you look at that play, it's the last three to four or five yards where, whoa, the separation. Now, all of a sudden, he leaves the guy. And, you know, Jeremiah, he'll, he makes that play, oh, geez, 99 out of 100 or, or better. And uh, so there was no need to get on him in the meetings uh, or even on the sideline. A boy, he, you know, that hurt him. And so at that point, it's like, hey, man, you know, you got to move on. It happens to the best of them. And um, he continued, he came back from it and had a couple big catches. He had a big third down catch on our sidelines. And uh, he's going to make a lot of good football plays for us. 
Yeah, he is. I mean, he's a pretty special talent. Anybody that can do that at the Pac-12 level, I don't care what corner you're playing. These guys can all run. You can separate like that. You're going to be pretty special by the time it's all done. So uh, now let's move forward. Arizona this week, great win last week versus Oregon State. You you carry that with you. You you have that attacking mentality. Arizona on a 20-game losing streak. This is one of those games, regardless of how hard you coach, how hard you try, even as a player, how hard you try. It's it's easy to – just get that funk that you can't explain. You work hard, you do everything else. What do you do to protect against that? I think we really look inward. Uh, we can watch the tape and, and our players will tell you the same. I, you know, I understand the streak and all that and, and their record this year, but when you look at the tape and you watch the players and you look at the individual plays and series and quarters, um, they're, a, they're a team that has talent. Uh, they have good schemes. They have come up short, but, I mean, we're talking one touchdown at the Coliseum versus a very talented USC team. We're talking about winning uh, in the second half against Washington where they came up just short. Uh, they're down one score in the fourth quarter to Oregon in Eugene. I mean, they they have good players, um, especially, you know, the perimeter on offense. They're going to be very aggressive on defense. So it's not easy uh, or it's not hard to watch the tape and gain – uh, ultimate respect in our conference. If you don't show up and play really good football, you'll get beat uh, every weekend. So it's our job to build on what we've done, uh, continue to focus on our own improvement, uh, the areas where we can get better and go down and try and play our best game of this year, this Saturday. That's our uh, motivation each and every week. And that, that is so key in sport to be able to focus on me. I can't, I can't control them. I can't control anything else, but to be able to focus on me as a coaching philosophy point here, what do you do? How do you, how do you get that? I mean, it's hard in life, right? Be present, focus on me, do what I can do now. How do you do that as a team? How do you get that across to your team? Well, we're, we're all doing it individually. I mean, we're just, we're in this competition to see how good we can individually be each and every day. Uh, you know, can we, find that marginal gain on a Tuesday practice, you know, whether it's my technique, maybe it's a certain concept, maybe it's my pad level. Uh, so if I can individually improve, the unit improves, the team improves, so we can play better than we did yesterday or the week before. And so it's really keeping that focus very, very uh, specific and small and not uh, being distracted or losing sight of, or, or yeah, being distracted by the things that we really don't have any control over but that don't matter. And so our guys have done a good job of that. I mean, we've had, we had a tough, we've had tough stretches this year and they did a good job then. And it's no different now. We don't change what we're doing. Uh, it's focusing on our individual improvement so we can play better, better football, even though we had a good win, that's great. We want to, uh, you know, build on that, but we, we are not, we have not arrived and the players don't think that they've arrived. So we've got to continue to work at it. Yeah. I don't know that you ever arrive, right. Even over the course of an 11 year pro career, it was like focusing on this rep, just, just this one, nothing else focusing on right now, but so hard to do. And that was, always with young players, getting them into that mentality was really the, it's, that's the key to winning. That's the key to having success, getting them into that mentality, getting better this rep right now, getting today. Yeah. You got Um, it. So how do you prep for going down to Arizona? Going to be 88, 90 degrees down there, playing here in the rain, everything else. Yeah. What kind of, what kind of considerations do you take in for that? Hydration, uh, acknowledging it's going to be warm. And I think down there, you know, 80 degrees in Arizona is probably going to feel pretty good. Uh, I don't know the humidity will be all that high. I think it'll be a nice day. Nothing we can do to, to change the weather here 
in the Bay Area, it, it is what it is. And it kind of goes back to focusing on what we can control and what matters. And uh, we don't have control over the weather, but we have control over our uh, preparation, our practice, our meetings and walkthroughs and our attention to detail and, and uh, as we prepare. So uh, we'll focus on that and go down there and uh, look forward to a very competitive, uh, hard-fought game in Tucson. Well, Coach, as always, thank you for coming on. I will not wish you, you know, best of luck the rest of the season. I'm going to wish you best of luck on this rep. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks, Mike. For those of you that remember, the motto for my senior football team, the Citrus Bowl team, was one at a time. Bruce Snyder brought that in because the intent of focusing on every individual rep was so key. And it's really you have to have talent, you have to have dudes, you have to have package, you know, X's and O's, but you really need the focus and the intensity on every single rep at getting better at that rep. If you can build that mindset, if you can build that mentality, then you've really got something going on a football team. And so the cards will play out. It looks to me like this team is doing that defensively, especially offensively. They put it together this week. I think Billy Musgrave is doing a fantastic job uh, in terms of calling offense, he has been all year long. And I know there's been a lot of people out there that were kind of negative on what Bill's been doing. His his play calling has been really good all year long. Uh, and I love the way he dials a game. But I think, obviously, it's showing up more because guys are more comfortable in the package. They understand where they need to be, what they need to do, and how they need to get there. And so they are showing up better. I think we're starting to see some of that young talent we talked about. Jeremiah Hunter really showing up. The running backs, Chris Brooks, Damian Moore really showing up in this game. And so I think we're seeing all the pieces that are in place learning and executing at a much higher level. They need to carry that going forward. This week versus Arizona, it's going to be another test. Everybody looks at Arizona like, oh, you know, they've already checked it off in the win-loss column. If you ever check off a game in the win-loss column as a player beforehand, you are about to get your ass handed to you in the Pac-12. So Bears need to stay focused. Coach has the right mentality in terms of keeping them focused on this play, this rep, this snap and what they can improve on themselves. And so we'll see if you can do it. It's human nature to let it pass, to not show as much intensity, as much focus. Let's see how the Bears do this week in terms of staying dialed in for this game. As always, I appreciate you coming on, listening to this podcast, or watching it if you're watching it on video. You can check out all of our stuff at bearinsider.com. Don't forget, if you want more detailed stuff in terms of X's and O's, football, all of that, you can check out my YouTube channel, EliteAthletesTV.com, where I will be diagramming, design, uh, drawing up plays, X's and O's, teaching you about stretches, teaching you about quarterback play. And so it's just a lot more granular in terms of football knowledge. And you can go there and check out some more Cal video clips, and I'll be explaining them in detail so that you have better knowledge. Until next time, for Bear Insider and the Ultimate Insider Podcast, I am Mike Pulaski. Go Bears. Uh-huh.